Welcome to the Conversations About Light podcast, a King's Cross podcast illuminating our desire to engage in lighthearted conversations that are grounded in scripture. Our hope is that through these conversations, our community will be encouraged and grow in their curiosity about light. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Conversations About Light. I'm joined here with Josh and Steve. Hey, Caleb. Hey, Caleb. Hello. How are you going? Good. How low can you go? (laughs) I cannot cannot go that low and I will not attempt it. So we're currently entering into a new series, which is super exciting. It's Gospel Living. We're diving into a deep dive into the book of James, Mm. which is really exciting and we'll get into the context and the the intro of that in a second but before we do a question (laughs) (laughs) the question i have for you steve and for you josh on a hot summer's day if you're out laboring in the sun what is your go-to drink of choice i'm gonna have to say water like water (laughs) but but you mean like like iced coffee (laughs) (laughs) you don't know the difference between (laughs) coffee and water yeah right flavored water flavored iced coffee water right with milk no no i'm thinking (laughs) sparkling water actually wow fancy water with a yeah fancy water wow all right steve we got a soda stream at home it's pretty pretty sweet yeah Yeah, nice and lemon a little bit of lemon wow do you work in the sun a lot i do actually yeah I have recently. I'm renovating my house, so <laughs> things have changed. Nice. Yeah. I was going to make by day. <laughs> oh, I love it. And yeah, what about yeah. yourself, Josh? Oh, I've been. We've been renovating the garden a fair bit, so I've been out there, and we've also got a soda stream. So sparkling water. No competition. Yeah, we just. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I get the kids to make me one with black currant and soda. That's oh a big wow! One. But the other thing I've been smashing is the store around the core corner of our house around the corner at our house has got these um coconut waters oh one yeah liter and they're so cheap at the moment i've just been buying like six full of electrolytes yep great gr- drink of choice yeah. for a hot summer's day so, laboring in the sun and i'll drink a liter in one shot and that's and then the kids are like you drank all of those all six of them it's like two days later <laughs> they're delicious that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> and it's a it's a healthy choice as well yeah it is yeah it's uh God's hydration to man and woman. All right, so James, we're diving into James 1 um, today. So Steve, if you don't mind reading our scripture. James 1, 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. Awesome. So, big question. Greetings. (laughs) Greetings. (laughs) Big question, I suppose, maybe we, you can kick us off, uh, Steve, is we're not told a lot about who James is here other than he's a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Who, who's James? Yeah, so James, uh, the, the writer of this book, James, is believed to be Jesus' half-brother, as the Christians say. Mm. Um, so Mary was his mom. He, he grew up with Jesus, one of his brothers in the house. Um, so we would have known Jesus very intimately. And one thing about when you read the New Testament, there's no indication that his brothers believed um, before the resurrection. 
And there's actually a verse in John that says his brothers did not believe. Mm. So when they came to faith, we don't know, or if all of them did, we don't know, but we know that James uh, did. And that's something that I've always really loved uh, about this book. It's just, uh, I remember the first time I, I studied James, I was just, I felt just rocked by the Holy Spirit and just this idea of Jesus coming back for his brother, mm. you know, his bunk mate. Oh, wow. And in 1 Corinthians, it actually says um, that Jesus appeared to uh, the 12 and then he appeared to the 12 apostles and then to about 500 people. And then he appeared to James. Mm. And so, yeah, I was just really rocked the first time I, I read this book of just that reality of, you know, like, yeah, I'd, I'd go back for my brother. Yeah. He, yeah. he, um, so he went back for his brother. Awesome. And another thing about that is, you know, he, he went back to James and he's listed specifically like he had a one-on-one with James after he appeared to all yeah. these people and before he went to his ascension. So it's kind of, you know, it was on his list. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think I was just really rocked by that and really moved by that. And it felt so related, relatable. Yeah. And also the reality that James, you know, my interpretation is he still wasn't a believer at that point because he wasn't with the 12. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in Jerusalem where everyone else was. He was just, he just left, yeah. you know? And, um, and so when he appeared to all those people and he appeared to the apostles and, and James, you know, he wasn't where he was supposed to be, yeah. um, but Jesus went and grabbed him. And yeah, I just relate to that so much. And and I feel that Jesus has done that for me. And so whenever I see this book, I just, I feel like James is like my boy, you know, it's like, yeah. I know you, I feel you. And when we read the book, it's, he's just such a relatable guy in a sense, you know, yeah. he's kind of, he grew up, you know, not the eldest son, um, you know, and probably relatively poor family, um, probably tried to be a carpenter. Um <laughs> So he's just kind of like your guy's guy, you know, mm. you know, he's the blue collar theologian, if you will. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's just Sorry. really cool. He just, he just, he just speaks so honestly. He just says it how it is. When you, when you read Paul's letters, he's always kind of, he's kind of backtracking, tracking, looping, and then applying the theology. And there's a lot of therefores and long sentences, as you know, mm. but you read James and, and he just, you won't see very many therefores, maybe one or two. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's so, yeah. you know what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. And you know why he's saying it. Yeah. It's just, um, That's great. so it's really refreshing. Um, it, mm-hmm. he, to me, he's very relatable. Um, and his application of the gospel is, is so clear, yeah. um, in my opinion. So I, yeah. I love this book. Awesome. Um, what about you, Josh? Yeah. What's, Us. What, would you, what can you say about James? Yeah, I love what... Um, obviously, this is this is week one. It, we're kind of introing the whole book and having a look at the overview of it. I love what what Steve's saying, uh, James, the blue the blue collar theologian, and that I'm like, wow, I've never I've never thought of it like that. It's, it's genius. Um, I love also the the phrasing. You know, he he's the brother of Jesus, but I think he he calls himself the servant. So there's obviously a huge mm. change. I mean. Mm. I know with with brothers, there's normally like you know a familiarity, and uh, you know everything that you could. Either if they're super famous, you you ride their cred, or you or you ride them down if you're more famous than them. But yeah. <laughs> because James, everything's changed, right? He's mm. like, I serve Jesus. He mm. is the Lord, you know? and I think that's 
that's a really cool thing about James well. But obviously his content is um, he's stealing a lot from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. <laughs> he plagiarizing a bit maybe. <laughs> it's so so many of this of that sermon is like expounded upon here and and uh, so hard hitting. The beautiful pictures of withering and flowers and um, and the tongue and all these kind of very practical blue collar mm. stuff. You know, very very practical. Um, and it always strikes me. It always reminds me how the similarity between the book of James and the Sermon on the Mount is like, oh, wow, I think Jesus maybe spoke a little more like James than Paul. <laughs> Am yeah. I allowed to say that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But it feel, that's what the, I get that feeling, you know, um, reading. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to studying this book as a church together because I think we kind of get to enjoy some of that. Yeah, yeah awesome. And, and also with the, um, you know, that. The people reading this letter may not have had the Sermon on the Mount written down. Yeah. Um, but in the same context, a lot of these people would, would know that and it was his most yeah. famous sermon. But yeah. again, just I think the power I find in James is when I'm reading it, he, it's just like, you know this. Mm. This mm. is what you already know. Mm. Like, and he's, just, he's just providing encouragement and spurring people on. And um, yeah, I, I find so I, I've been renovating my house recently. And when I'm at a breaking point... Um, I'll just call someone and like with a problem I have, and I really don't want them to solve my problem because I know they can't do that over the phone, but I just want someone to encourage me. Like I just want someone to tell me like, keep going, like you're going to do it. Just keep going. And I find that this book is like that each mm. chapter, every page. I just, I just love it in that yeah. way. Awesome. So that's a great picture of the excitement and the, um, almost the humanity that you, you feel about James humanizing him, which is re- really beautiful. Um, why, are you, as elders, why do you think you've decided to jump into this book um, as our next series? What's the importance of it? Um, and what are you hoping for our community to sort of come out of this with? I think the, the big hope is... Um Living, the series is called Gospel Living, you know, so living out this gospel. The very practical nature of this book means we, we've gone from the gospel is not a head transaction, you know, something you mentally assent to. It's something that shifts your entire heart, gives you a new heart, a new desires, and new behaviors. So I guess our hope is we kind of the theology is great of the of of what Jesus has done and all that all those things. But I guess our hope in this book is we don't want to just learn theology as a church. We want to we want to live out the gospel, and James gives that to you beautifully. Like what it means to, in trial, in 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 use of your tongue, in in preferencing other people, in in just in prayer. It, in, in all these wonderful, like he just goes after again and again, it's like where the rubber meets the road. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think for me the three, there's three pillars that you see, I think, is one is hearing the word of God, which we do wonderfully, then keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. So you hear that word and then you keep in step with that word and that with the Holy Spirit, and then you attend to good works. So that's kind of three steps. And I think James gives us a really wonderful picture of attending to good works, you know. Mm-hmm. I think those three all part of your life. You, you're really going to be firing, you know. If you if you're just studying doctrine, well, that's lovely, but are you walking it out with the Holy Spirit? And then are you attending to good works? It's like this beautiful 
salad. You know, you don't you don't want any of those on their own. Mm. <laughs> uh, you, you could end up in trouble with any of those by themselves. But James yeah. gives us something I think as a church that we're going to delight in. Awesome. Yeah, and just a quick testimony. So the decision to go through James was made before I came on to eldership. Um, <laughs> it's too late. It's too, too late, late, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Josh had such a phenomenal explanation. But, but at the time, so I, I knew that I was coming on, on to eldership, and I'd been praying about the eldership and, and what this year would be like. And I, I just felt like God was saying that it was going to be like one of the hardest years of my life one of the best years of my life and mm-hmm. um and i remember praying like well how like how do you speak your word to people like, how, how do you share that that reality mm-hmm. um and i just felt really convicted um to like preach james like, talk about james right. mm-hmm. and then i got a email that night that was saying <laughs> hey we're gonna go through the james series so that's what we'll be preaching on the <laughs> first start and i was just like wow you know it's just these things that god encourages you with um very cool um I, I certainly felt encouraged and cause it's quite daunting. Um, not being experienced preacher and going into James, I think is, is a challenge, but something I'm very, he's a blue collar theologian, yeah, Steve. You'll right. be all right. I know, but we don't, we don't live in a blue collar <laughs> culture. You know? It's like people want to pontificate on, on all sorts of things. That, and like truth is, um, avoided, yeah. um, inoffensive. Yeah. And so when you read the book of James, it's just, it's so beautiful and, like I was saying before, it's like you read it, you're just like, you know, it's you know, it's true. Mm-hmm. Like these are the things I know, but I I avoid. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Um, so Very good. I'm, I'm excited. Awesome. So just in closing, then, <coughs> um, what's a way or an inco- yeah, what's a way our community can um, go into this series? Is there an encouragement we can prepare our hearts with, uh, or anything we can do to yeah, really just open ourselves to receiving what God wants to share with us through going through the book of James. Yeah, <laughs> great question, Kev. Um, I think like we've said, there is a lot of directness in the book of James and it's, you know, the 100, and, 100 and something odd verses, about 60, maybe just under 60 commands. So it's like, whoa, we've just been told a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the gospel is glor- gloriously in there. You see God generously giving he's kind he he's gives wisdom to the foolish which is us you know he he loves the poor he's compassionate so you see all these beautiful portraits of god and i think for for me our love for king's cross to uh maybe look at that aspect of of walking with god that i spoke about where it's like yeah this theology but there's also keeping in step with the spirit and attending to to good things, good yeah. do, and this is what James is giving us. And so, I would encourage people. You know, we're whole. We're not just a mind. We're we're a body and a heart and a will. Mm. And so, the gospel. We should press the gospel upon our will. What am I doing today? <laughs> What's well, my choice? So, I guess we're saying we press the gospel to our minds and to our hearts. Mm. Let's press the gospel to our will. I, I think that would be beautiful. Um, because it's glorious and it's good, and the, awesome. and the gospel is that's part of the gospel. Mm-hmm. How about you, Steve? Yeah, I think in this series, I think it's a beautiful opportunity to engage in conversation. I think the table communities are just going to explode during the series, um, and as people balance the conviction that comes from the spirit and the condemnation that comes from the devil, mm-hmm. and this reality of. Um, that God is good 
and he's created us to do good things for his glory. But we're so imperfect and we're just so short of the, um, just the glory of God. And, but he has us, that's where he has us and that's where he meets us. And uh, I think a lot of people will be um, battling and I pray that a lot of people will be released um, from accusations of the devil of what they're not and that people find their identity in Christ Jesus and are just moved by that.